down with the Yeah, I own the king of the E, and get it bitch screw like the DJ. It's yeah, fine. I own the sit where we play, we got to chop where we play. Okay. Yeah, come through the sit, we gon' chop your ass up, just like some sushi. Yeah. AK-47 stick, go stupid. Yeah. Draw the money out all over. Okay, little dirty, nappy-headed, East Atlanta nigga, father said it, I was a force. 44, Hank, Aaron Crone, wanna make it home, then get out the Porsche. Let a nigga cover faded for, I had the faded nigga at the faded for. It's tomato, what's the motto? Either way, the boy, the great play it, I won't say it no more. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, Board of Education versus Brown. I was Board of Education, left the town. Fuck a resume, fuck a tap and gown, fuck a background, check background. When I get the check, nigga, that's now. I was just fucked up, I was just down, My down bad. I had figured. to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, bro. crown. Oh shit, I was just fucked up, right I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown, fucked up. I was a down, down bad. Picked up the pad, uh, pick up the slack, pick up the litter, don't litter no bag. My seat been picking yeah. up racks, raps on me clear to act if you threw it. I'm back in the booth, got them hacking the shackers, they lacking the juice. Niggas dropping the ball, they on shacking the fool. Activists drew down the side of your face, we ain't jacking it. We ain't dabbing them fools, get a nap, you do just embarrassing. Who going crazy shit, like us, no comparison? Driven like Marion Jones on the steroids. Y'all niggas slow as a heroin minute. high. Y'all had a year, y'all had a year, y'all had a year, but you let it go by. I was just fucked up, I was down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm hissing the crown, crown. Oh shit, I was the fuck up. I was the down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up. Put him up the crown, crown, crown. Dreamville, head hot, your bitch, we came for nothing, just like the Big Bang Theory. The poverty stain kept the pain buried and covered the shame with a dream. We would have fortune and fame. A million in the bank, chameleon paint, turned cranberry. Now little Jermaine got the same stories. That boy had a saint, bitch, the same marriage. Go, all hell, King Cole, first of his name. Long may rain. The boy got a throne, but you know it in a game. Yeah, nigga, I was born in the same. Pressure cooker that's been known to bust a lump of coal and make a diamond. Two six, me and Rota. Reaganomics, crew sick, need to go to state of rhyming, oh God. You could die today, so be hell to pay. I'ma leave and breathe and scheme and testimony, so don't test me, homie. Put that knee on it, put a foot up that ass, you a stepping stone. All my niggas ain't getting no sleep, all of my niggas be chasing their dreams. Oh, I'm a force of nature, I can't wait the day that I was having problems, till I had to break through all my tattoos for sure. They ain't never for sure, might get tattooed on to tell your hoe, get the dope. In my time, making love to your thoughts. Don't get in line, baby, slut up your mind, it's a brand new season. I'm a righteous heathen, I take on the challenge and I leave it bleeding. I was down bad, now I'm even Steven, and I'm leaving, leaving every fucking weekend. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down oh, bad yeah. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown Oh shit, I was just fucked up, I was down, down bad I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown, crown Wow, y'all niggas need to tighten the fuck up Wow Yo Yo, Get I figure I like that rock as a, you know, like I said, as a as a gift to y'all. It's been a minute, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, niggas been busy and shit. So yeah, figure we get back to this podcast shit. Hopefully y'all missed us, you know. Bad. Um, we back. Like we never left. You know, we good. You know, life happens, yo. Uh, you know, shit goes on. Whatever the case may be, as always, as always, as as always, I am your host, Will K. The King, alongside C. Wade. What up, though? <laughs> say something. What up, though? We on the lodge with it. No, we on the lodge with it. Uh, and we this, on the lodge with it. <laughs> this is the Down with the King podcast. Ah. Episode 28. 28. I think. 28. Yeah. The tender ripe old age of 28. 28. 
It's, it's, um, it's the time when you get the hell up out your mama's house or they kick it, you out. It's 28. It's summertime. Summertime. Weather it's, is nice. It's, it's a very hot July. Um, you know, niggas is out. The Thoughts is out in full force. Niggas is out. They best, best fits trying to, trying to pull, you know, whatever. Trying to, you know, day parties is going on. You know, it's just, it's, it's a nice time. It's a nice time. But, you know, at the same time in our city. We on the line. Detroit for the matter. You know, niggas is out here doing stupid shit, so just be careful. You know, the holiday was when, well, to Thursday. Um, yes. And that means we're going to have fireworks for at least next six months. Yes. Um, <laughs> is they shooting or is they popping? Uh, I honestly, I don't live in Detroit anymore, so that's the one benefit is I at least know they're going to do fireworks. Yeah, see, I don't you, live you in have, the city, have, oh, so no, I know fireworks. if I hear it, it's probably fireworks. Yeah. Oh, part though. Nine times. Uh, yeah, you're right on that border where you're got like, it, like the the niggas kind of bleed over into where you at. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. When the niggas started going north from the city, that's kind of yeah. You were right. You could you could do you go too close to like eight nine mile that way. Yeah, they just kind of <laughs> went up the street. <laughs> That way, yeah. Push you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah plus, plus what Greenfield? What was that? Um, was the street? Is that? Is that Greenfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All the niggas is over there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, unfortunately. But with that being said, um, like I said, this is episode twenty-eight. Twenty. Um, it's been a minute since we put out. We did another a, a new episode. You know, shit been going on. So what's, what's up? Been busy. Um, I've had some things dealing with some things. Yeah. So what's been going on with you, sir? Um, just trying to maintain, man. I think that's my uh, I think that's my thing for 2019. I don't know if I said this on the last episode, but I'm saying it again, goddammit. Uh, I'm just trying to maintain, and I'm think I'm doing a pretty good job this month. I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing all right this month. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, and I, and I, like I said, I get what you're saying as far as trying to maintain. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. Like, I, I I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be. This is gonna be my moments of transparency. Just to start this out. Transparency. And I'm probably gonna have. To, I'm gonna probably have to uh, uh, play some happy music after this, just to let y'all. Oh, you know. guys share some thud tears? No, 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 not like that. But it's just. It's not the most happy. Like, hey, it's hey just listen, listen. You're most shit going here. on. Whatever. You're, you're most friends here. This is a safe space. Okay. <laughs> it's a safe space. It's a safe space. So with that being said, um, it's okay. <laughs> and I don't know how long it's been. It's probably been a while. And I think I've talked about it on the podcast, like as far as like when you're going through shit. It's not like you if if you could help it, you probably wouldn't. Like if you need to see, I, I would rather a person go see a therapist or talk to somebody, even when they're not. Going it's through it's shit. a it's a it's like, one of the ongoing things in this show where we have to be transparent about you know the inside oh yeah and then you know um, you know on top of your rants and whatever and me just chiming in whatever i feel like it uh you know we do have these moments of clarity like you got to look deep inside yourself and see you know what person you've become yeah and mental health is an important thing sometimes very important there are things going on that you don't even see all the time and as much as you try to uh self-evaluate yourself sometimes it, it just doesn't help and sometimes it, it helps to bounce those thoughts off of someone yeah who can then kind of make something out of some something you may not even think is anything everybody needs to make sense out of something exactly so with that being said um i don't know when it happened um and i don't know how long it's been really i know it's been going on for a while and you probably noticed it because you've been around me for so long um and i've talked to you about it like i 
you knew me when I was at like the peak of my creative like spark. Yeah. When we met, I was just really getting back into my shit. Like yeah. as far as really being creative. Um, and really just coming up with ideas and having one idea after another. I would text Chris, like, yo, nigga, we doing this. I need this. So we doing this. We doing this. It was always, you thought you wanted to be a web designer. Well, that was like, a, that was really just a means to an end. Honestly, the web designer thing was really, when we did that, that was just really like, what can I, I just wanted to start a business. Right. Like, that was literally, I was bored as hell. I mean, I was taking classes. And I was literally sleeping through half these classes and still getting straight A's. <laughs> I was bored out my fucking mind. And I needed an outlet. And so I said, you know, I'm going to start a company. And web design just kind of was the first thing that came to my mind at the time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was kind of on that tip, too. And then it was just, just coming out of school. So that was kind of like my bread and butter. Right. And I reached out um the one person I knew that wasn't design at the time was my brother's best friend. And I we talked about it and I said, Hey yo, I'm starting this graphic design company. You wanna be a part of it? He's like, sure. And I said, Look, if you know anybody that's you know that is just dope, you know, let's let's try to bring him into the fold. He was like, Yo, this guy Chris has been teaching me everything I know about graphic design stuff. He'd be dope. And I met Wade and like we clicked right off the bat and it's not been stuck with this nigga for 10 years now. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and so it's just one of those things where you just know, you know, you know, when people come into your life, you just know, never know how this shit's going to turn out. And from there, it just kind of expanded and then eventually you got into the music shit. And it just so happened. And when I decided I wanted to get back into music as far as the production shit, Wade always wanted to do it, but just never had an outlet to do it. And so it just kind of was the perfect fit. So I got to reteach myself all this shit while he was learning and we learned Together, we challenged each other, we pushed each other, so it just became a thing. Yeah. Um, and that was just the path we took. Um, however, and you know, it was other things I was doing. I started the foundation, I started all these other different all these other adventures and all these ideas I had. Um and if for whatever reason at some point creatively as far as the mu- it started with the music, I just I lost that I was out of that space for some reason as far as creatively I don't know when it started it's just, I think you've done it for so long and then like all the other projects took over you kind of just burned yourself I out I think I think that I think it was too much at one time yeah. I also think on some level at some point the focus for me um, especially when I knew that music wasn't going to be the end all be all for me it was still something I wanted to do but I knew it wasn't going to be the number one thing for me at the same time, I know that we had people on our team because we were we were a production team. Mm-hmm. I think for me, at some point, I took more of a role as an overseer and the guy to kind of piece things together after you guys created it. And because I was always the big picture thinker, I was always the person that could kind of look from, at things from a distance and say, "Hey, that should go there. That should go there." And then we, you know, kind of flesh things out. And so I got to the point where I also felt like my goal was to get you and the other two, Jen and JB, where they needed to be. Because for the most part, you guys aren't all the most alpha personality people. JB's probably more than you and Jen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I agree you and Jen are not alpha personalities. That's just not who you guys are. Especially when it came to something with the music thing, because it was still new. Yeah. I mean, Jen has been doing her life. She's still not alpha personality. Right. You were new to it, so you weren't. And you weren't alpha personality in company graphic design. 
that's just not your personality in general. Nah. Um, which we I'm, I'm more I'm more of a you are you tend to go with the flow. Yeah. And you get pulled into things because of that. And it's not But it kinda but it works out better. It work it works out. However, there's still we'll we'll talk about it. Actually we have a conversation we have to have offline about that. I'll talk I'll tell you about it later. Ah. Whatever the case may be, um so at some point my goal was to try to get you and Jen into a more confident space. So you guys could be in more control of what you guys did as far as musically, creatively, so that when you were going out doing shit with other people, you weren't at just working at their behest. You were actually in control of it. You can go in with some confidence saying, look, I know what the fuck I'm doing. You're not about to tell me that, no, I know know my space. You know what you do, but you're not about to say and tell me how to do what I do. Cause this is what I do. And so that was partly my goal for a long time near the end. And so I, when I was moving away from that, that was, I still wanted to keep that. And then it just kind of got to a point where I just got dragged into other stuff. And then I ended up in a fucked up relationship. And that took my attention from a lot of shit because yeah. that, the, 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 the fucked up, the feelings I had from that situation and the stress I experienced from that situation kind of created whatever little creative spark I had for a while. Um, and so, um, at some point, um, when I started to kind of get back into a better space, my focus became about my job. And unfortunately, like, it wasn't a bad thing because it, I got to live. Right, you gotta eat. But you gotta eat. I've never been Make one to put all my eggs in the basket because I always knew that working for someone was never gonna be the end for end all be all for me. I always knew that. That was never my plan. So I got to a point where I just started going through the motions and kind of just hey, go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work. It's got this is this the endless cycle of you know you gotta eat to live. Right, and it's like or just just going to work so to and just kind of doing the day to day mundane shit. That's and that's I'm, where I'm kind of at right now. It's just like I'm basically living paycheck to paycheck. And and I wasn't. I'm not necessarily living a paycheck to paycheck. However, I'm still not where I want to be. Exactly. Um, there's still more I want, and I know that. Um, however, my focus instead of my focus being on doing all the other outside things and outside projects and outside ideas that I had to get the more I want. I put all that focus of getting that more I want into my regular day job, which has never been me. So all the creative shit I want to do kind of fell to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And it's been a challenge. It's been a struggle to kind of get that creative spark back. The podcast idea was one of those things that kind of started to spark a little bit. Um, but we talked, I just talked about it before we started. Yeah. The consistency of it is what I needed to get to because in order for it to get to where I needed to be or where I want it to be, and not just for a creative space, but more so of, yo, we're trying to grow this podcast. Um, we're trying yeah. to build a, a brand, so to speak, whatever the case may be. We're, we're trying to do different things. We have a lot of shit that we want to do. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot just, going on. There's a lot going on. Behind the scenes that you guys will probably hear back about long, down the line. Whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recently, um, 
I got passed over for a job that I I, I, I really wanted, really thought I was going to get, and I didn't get it. So, um, with that being said, it probably affected me more than I thought it would, or more than I'm used to. Because usually I'm like, uh, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, you're, the, you're the type that just throws. I'm really, yeah, off. I'm really kind of just like. Eh. That's what I admire about. That's but, what I admire about you. Like you, you have that ability to not let everything fuck with you mentally. But and that's the thing. At the same time. Sometimes that's that's the legit, and sometimes it's just that I don't show it. Um, I am a lot like my father in that regard because my father, and maybe it's just his personality, the way he was raised, he never wanted to show us a moment of weakness when we were kids. That was just never his. Thing. That was his. That was his he was. He, was, he was meant to be the strong person, the one there for everybody, and so he never let us see him. I've seen my father cry twice in my life. Hmm. The day my grandmother, the, the, day, the day my grandmother passed away, which he didn't even cry honestly until they took her out the house, because he was the person that had to take care of all her her stuff, getting the, the hospice, all that stuff. He was the one in control of all that. It wasn't until they came to, because she passed away in her house, in the house, because uh-huh. she was and she was bedridden. They had a hospital bed, everything in the house. She was in hospice care at home. She he when she, she passed away, it wasn't until they came and got her that he lost it. And that was the first time I'd ever seen my father have an emotional outburst like that in my life. The next time I saw it was the day of my mom's funeral. And I knew he had been trying to keep it together, but I caught him in a moment when he was back in their room and he was just, he was, he was here, he was crying. And I had never seen that before. Um, And in that moment, my focus became trying to make sure he was okay. It was so much so that my my focus was so much on making sure my dad and my, my siblings were okay. I didn't even allow myself time to grieve my mother passing away at the time. Right. It took me a year or two before I even allowed myself to grieve, really, if I'm being honest. Um and it's and, still, you know, not getting better. Um I mean this it's not getting any better, but I mean it is it's one it's, of those things. It's, where, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you gotta kinda you gotta kind of fight through. The it's day. it's a it's a it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um. Even as much as I may have tried to prepare myself for my mother passing away, well, this no, given that she no had been sick for most of my life, yeah. and that last year, all the things she went through, it was one of those things where you knew it was going to happen. Uh-huh. But even if you know it's going to happen, you still there's no way you can prepare, no no amount of preparation you can have for that it's when it actually happens. When I can't pick up the phone to call my mother. There's nothing that's gonna ever replace that feeling, and it's right, a feeling it's, you have all the time. Yeah. There are still moments to this day where there are times that something happened. I want to call my mom, and I know, I and I realize I can't. Right. Um. And so, whatever the case may be, all these things have happened, and I've, I've, all these things pile on, pile on. And you try to, um, and, and you know me, I'm tip, I'm the one that people consider to be the strong fan, friend, quote unquote. Um, well, you are. I'm the one that everybody. <laughs> kind of dumps their stuff on us, which is no problem to me because I like being there and supporting my friends. That's that's who I, I pride myself on the ability to do that. But even, even being that, it's a lot. And sometimes you don't necessarily even realize that after all these years, you've taken on all these other things 
and you hold on to it, not just your own shit, but also everybody other shit. shit that you're trying to be there for your friends and support what they're going through and, and trying to be and making sure they're okay. And now you've piled on a hundred more things on top of the thousand things you already got. Because it, it is to getting weigh, too heavy. And it starts to weigh on you at some point. Yeah. You don't even realize it. And so it gets to a point where now you're trying to get all this shit off of you. And so a few week, couple weeks, few weeks ago, I just... I'm, I text my brothers and I said I just want to apologize. I haven't been me. Uh, I haven't been the person I know myself to be, and I don't know when it started, but it's a lot of shit that I'm still holding on to, and I gotta get off of me, and I gotta start doing it now. So, you know, I started talking. To, I start. I started going to a therapist because I knew at that point it was something I needed to do for my own fucking sanity and to figure out when it started. And how I get back to being me. Hmm. And it was funny because I've been going for a few weeks now. And I think the first couple weeks was really just me venting, honestly. I don't even think she really got to respond as much to the shit I was saying. Because <laughs> I just was going off. Because I think I've been going. just, the floodgates just kind of open. Um, so she just sat back like, huh, well. That's it for our session. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where before I know she's like, "Hey, can we get ten minutes?" Oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Um, but <laughs> but with that saying, but that with that being said, um, this last session was pretty um, interesting because um, what I started we talked about was. Just all the plans I had, I was all the things I was talking. I was talking about all the plans I was talking about. I talked about how you know me and my sister started this new company, this media company. We're doing these different things, podcasts, all these different creative ideas and thoughts, the marketing plans, and all these little things that we're trying to do. And in those moments when I'm talking about, and I told her about how we started, all the stuff I talked about earlier, I told her that entire story, uh-huh. the entire process started from 2008, 2009, all up to now. Um, yeah, that, that entire is, journey that of that creative process when I got that spark again initially in 2008 and when it died and just that process up to until now and the things I'm trying to do now and so tell her all that and she said you know what's crazy I've never seen you light up as much in our sessions as, as, as you have when you're talking about these creative things that you're doing, all these things. You've never talked as passionately about anything as much as you have when you, you, you talked about those things and the way you described these things. So that space that you're in, that, that when you talk about those things, that's what we need to get you to. Where that's your that's that space that you're in when you talk about those things because you just your your mental health just changes. It shoots up when you talk about those things. Well, yeah, because I can relate because at the same time, yeah, I'm at this mundane job, but I would much rather be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would much rather be on Photoshop or on exactly. GarageBand or something. Right. I would much rather be doing anything. I would much rather wake up every day just and do the shit I want to do. I, I want to do the shit I want to do. Right. Like, because it's a lot of my day to day. If it wasn't for the interaction with people that I get to do, I'm, I'm doing every day. My day would my day would just be a lot of checking the box and and just you know it's a lot of mundane repetitive tasks and it gets old. It gets old after a while. It's no it's no it's no like there's no what's the word I'm looking for? 
um, there's no fulfillment at all. That's that's where I am at at this current moment. Like I am not fulfilled in my day to day job. I as soon as I get in there, I'm literally just going through the motions. Like, all right, I gotta do this, do this, ask the same questions like 50 billion times. How you doing? You all right? Need anything? You find everything? Right. It's just. Uh, so yeah, it's just a lot of repetitive things, repetitive tasks, repetitive. Oh, another day, another dollar, kind of thing. And I hate that that feeling. Yeah. Um, but I get it, and it's like so. It's, it's something I'm st- I'm continuing to work on. Um, I st- I continue to go to therapy, and I continue to go to therapy even after this because the goal the goal of therapy is not necessarily we all have we all need to check check in. Um, however often that may be. It's something that you need to do to make sure you're good. You have to make sure you're in a, a good space um, because the only way you're going to be able to foster an environment for yourself where you're able to truly be clear headed is if you're able to get those things out. At the same time, it's also good to bounce those things off of somebody who can then say, offer constructive responses on, okay, well, how about this? Or, you know, and ask questions that are going to kind of spark. You know, new questions and new questions you can continue to try to answer because ultimately you're not going to always you're not going to be able to answer every question you have, but you can at least continue to spark that, continue to create those sparks in your mind and and continue to move on and keep moving forward. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, Like I said, the it's it was I'm, I'm glad I made the decision to do it because a lot of people can get to that point and never make the decision to do it. Hmm. They get to that point and they feel <laughs> like, you know, I know I probably need to talk to somebody. Right. But, but. But who do you go to? They just kind of ended their butt. What? They don't know who to talk to or they don't, and it's like, even if they have the resources to go talk, they say, well, I don't know who to talk to. Well, there's somebody you can talk to. You just don't want to you want an easy fix instead of just making a decision to say you know what yo and even the strong friend because the strong is the when it comes to being the quote-unquote strong friend and the strong person everybody counts on i think also there's a certain level of pride that plays in there too because you're so used to being the person that everybody else can rely on and it's, and a, it's be, an ego trick it's an ego thing to realize that you have to rely on somebody too mm-hmm. and unfortunately part of being a strong person is being strong enough to admit that you need somebody too Everybody needs somebody and everybody needs an outlet to really get out whatever thoughts, frustrations, um, stresses, whatever you have going on. You have to have some type of outlet for those things. And I don't care if you're you're a strong person or not. You still need an outlet for your things and you, and you even probably need more of an outlet because not only you outloading your own shit, you're also unloading the shit that other people are, are piling on top of it. So um, that is an ongoing thing for me, um, being that person. Um, and I don't necessarily expect, um, like I, I don't, I'm not one of the people that expect everybody to check in on me or see how I'm doing, um, or anything like that. Um, I don't necessarily expect it, but also that, that's just from experience in general. Yeah. Um, I might be the person to do that, but I don't necessarily expect it from everybody else because it's just not my personality in general. I don't really, I don't. You don't really emote like that. It's not, it's not even like, it's funny because I was a very emotional kid. Um, but I think part <laughs> of the reason I'm not is <laughs> partly the reason I'm not that way now is because um, 
being the person that's always there for everybody, and it's been my experience, is that I don't necessarily always find that to be true on the other end. Now, to that to be to be fair though, um, I do have people I know I can go to. Right. So, if it really, if it really came down to it, I know I there's people I can go to, but everybody's not going to be the one that's going to proactively check on Ken. At this point, I realized that because it doesn't happen. That's been most of my life though, because I think people just assume Ken's going to be okay. Ken's all right. So because of that, and that's partly because who I've always been, people just assume you're going to be okay. They don't necessarily, they don't think, hey, Ken's good. Even if he's going through something, he's going to be all right. Um, they don't necessarily think, oh, yeah, I should probably check on Ken. And that's fine. That's just part of, you know, that's part of being. That's, that's life. That's part of life. That's part of being the person that everybody counts on is that you might not necessarily be the person that, you know, people are going, hey, let me see what he's doing or how he's doing. Um, but with that being said, and this is going to be a, I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a easy segue or not, but one of my, my biggest pet peeves that came up recently is people that keep score. Mm. And what I mean by that is, so, so we both exist in an artistic community. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. So we both have friends who do events, who do different things. Um, and unfortunately, we can't make it to everything everybody does. No, I j- it's just not possible. If it's like it's a big thing, if I'm if I show up to an event, because it's rare for me, because I'm sort of a hermit. Uh, yeah, and I am. Um, I used to be able to do all that shit, but I also have been in a space lately where I just don't always venture out to do shit. Right. If I'm not traveling, I'm probably not going out too often. I might go to the movies here and there. Um, but like at least know. at least you go out and do stuff. I mean, I, yeah, I, I travel, but I, that's that's more of an experience thing for me. I try to get away um, from home just as much as I can, but I don't like. I'm not gonna I'm venture jealous. out. I'm not gonna <laughs> go out. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go out in club. I'm not gonna do all that shit. Um, Clubs are overrated very, to me. It's very rare that I'm gonna go out to an event. It may be once in a blue moon. Um, and it also depends because on the weekends, like I don't feel like going nowhere. Nah, I just don't. I mean, it's it's like that's my week. That's my time to chill. I'm not working. Nah, I'm gonna think about work. I'm still taking classes, so I also gotta think about that. I got homework and shit. Mm. So I was wondering about that too. I'm still in classes and shit, so I got homework on that paper tomorrow. Um, Damn. Um, but then I'm I'm out of class for a month until like August 26. So that helps. Uh, um, but whatever the case may be. I hate when people keep scoring. What I mean by that is people love to point out when you don't do what they want you to do or what they feel like you should do. They immediately point out all the times you did other shit um, to prove why. Oh, because I could be joking and I could say to a friend and this happened because I had a conversation and an argument with one of our friends. You know it. Um, and I was joking about how that person has been kind of MIA because they don't really talk in our, our chat group that much. And I, and I was just messing with her. Ooh, more, more MIA than my ass. Right. And, 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 That's and, bad when, and when I say MIA, MIA I'm, for me, MIA don't mean you got to be around because I don't see all y'all that often. Right. But even if you just talking in our group, 
but you don't even do that. And so I was joking about how this person, like, oh, shoot, this person been in my age now. She ain't even famous yet. Wait till she get famous, she really don't remember nobody. That was literally the joke. Wasn't even that serious. Uh, Somehow it boy. led from that <laughs> to the person getting mad talking about, uh, ain't none of y'all came to my shows. I'm aware. <laughs> you know why? Because I don't go nowhere. I stay at home most days. Unless I'm at work. Right. Um, and I, then they said, you know, and then they said oh no, I ain't got none. you be going to co-workers' weddings. I went to one wedding. I've been to literally one wedding in the last, no, I, well, no. Last wedding, one wedding in like the last four years. The last wedding I went to before that. Wasn't was that, was that a year ago? Yeah. They brought the wedding. One wedding I went to for one of my employees. I remember Last that year. one because yeah. that shit was epic. Right. So I yeah. wasn't there, but I heard the story. <laughs> right. So yeah, we yeah. So she brought that up, and then she brought up all the times I bake. I don't have to go nowhere for that. That's when you go to work. Also, honestly, I bake for my employees because baking. Honestly, first of all, the baking thing is a hobby. It's first thing. Right. That's just something. That's something. That's just something do. I do. Because I get, I may get bored, or I want to try. I want to challenge myself to see if I can make this shit. That's it. And you have been doing it is that. Like, really, a, it's really just that. It's, it's, it's not just a myth. thing. It's just a thing. The only reason I started baking for employees is because I don't live with nobody. So you have the best. I'm gonna bake all ever. these sweets <laughs> and not have no one to give them to. Cause I'm not eating all that shit. Mm-hmm. So what am I doing it? So if I decide, you know what, I'm gonna try to make this cheesecake. I'm not buddy just whole fucking cheesecake. So why I let food go to waste? I take that shit to work and I give it to my employees and my you coworkers. You give it to people that give you the criticism. Fuck, that's literally it was it was a read. It was two things: to use them as my guinea pigs and to have somewhere for this food to go when I feel like baking shit. And then it and from there it just became, oh yeah, there are things I've never made before. Another, another cool way for me to make stuff I've never made before. How about I get my employees to choose what dessert I make for their birthday? Because huh. then they all come with some shit I've never made. I, before I had never made a Dutch apple pie, or I had never made a fucking carrot cake because I'm to read to, or a banana cream pie, or a lemon meringue pie, or a cinnamon roll cheesecake, or fucking lemon meringue. Like these are shits I would have never made otherwise. Is this the best way to interact? So with it's it's just it was just that. I don't have to go anywhere to bake that shit. I take that to work. I got to go to work anyway. Right. So that don't even fit into your argument <laughs> at all. This is me reaching at all. It don't. It didn't even fit in the argument. So I'm like, how do you even bring that up? Well, that didn't even make sense. But it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Like I, I. But my thing is, why is it as soon as I say to you, and I was joking. And then you bring a high. I haven't been to any of your shows. All I said is you ain't talked to us. That's all. And then I joked. I said, oh, shit. You ain't been on my podcast in a minute. I see you've been up to podcasting with some other people. What's food? And I was like, another joke. Um, then she brought a pie and made her a cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Which is whatever. But... Um, oh, like I don't have a problem with you being busy. I was literally joking. I joke with my friends. That's what you're supposed to do. 
Um, but if you, you ain't laughing, for, you ain't living. But when people keep, like when you keep score of everything I've done to prove how I haven't done things for you, that shit's annoying. I hate that. I hate when people even like I've had I've hated the times I even have to be like when somebody say you've never like when people say and I I I don't keep score. I don't. And I remember every fucking thing because that's just my brain works that way. But it's not like on purpose where I'm trying to keep track of all the shit I do. I just it's just a thing. I naturally remember shit. So, but I'll never be one of people to say, oh, I did so and so for you. That's not my personality. I don't do that shit. Well, you don't you don't hold stuff above anybody's head. There's no point. It really is no point. It's no point. Like, my thing is this. If I decided or I chose to do something for you, it's because at that time I wanted to do it. I'm not going to then bring it up later on and say, Oh, remember this one Remember that one time when I did so-and-so for you? That's why, why I don't make promises anymore. Like, that's why. Um, So it's like, it's stupid to me because it's like, that's childish. Because number one, it's another burden on top of the... On top of the many burdens that you probably got going on, like nobody needs, nobody needs another cloud above your head, of just full of bullshit. No, and I'm like, I don't really. Like I got, I got care. X, Y, and Z to worry about. Now I got to worry about your shit. I, I don't care. I don't have time. <laughs> I like, I don't care. Like it's not that serious to me. Like I'm just, I'm at a point where it's just like, or just in general, it's just like. Like why? I just go to people and be like, yeah, you remember that one time I at, at band camp? Like, no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's oh, cool. But God. you bringing up shit I did like a year ago. I went to one of my employees' weddings, and all of a sudden, that's the reason why. So, like, that's your counter argument to me saying that you've been in my in our group chat. <laughs> that's it. That's all it. But I don't even. Those two don't go. Now, yes, you say I haven't been to any of your shows. You are correct, but I don't go nowhere. It's not, it's not because I hate your shows. I don't it's go just, nowhere. Like you just you are at I home. I literally <laughs> don't go nowhere. Once you are if at home, I do you are at home. Go somewhere. I go to the grocery store. You're adulting, pretty much. Yeah, I do what I do. I do shit I need to do. You're, you're adulting. I do shit I need to do. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what we're both doing. That's like, what we're both I, doing. I'm you're, you're adulting. I'm trying to get shit. You. Like, that's the one thing. Like, I don't, I'm not a mixy person. I know eventually I'm going to have to start being a mixy person again. I don't really, I'm not looking forward to that shit. Like, as this uh, shit gets better, bigger with the comp, like all the shit I'm doing on the, all the shit I'm doing on the side for the, for the media company and all this other shit. When that shit gets even bigger, I know I'm going to have to do more mixy shit. I don't look forward to that at all. But I know I'm going to have to, because it comes with the territory. Yeah, and I really. But but in the meantime, until I have to do that shit, I'm enjoy not having to do that shit. So just trying to trying to avoid real, the gray area. A real good reason for me to go. Like nigga, I don't even see my family that often. Them niggas live 50 minutes away. You think I'm going over there that often? Fuck no. Only reason I, I saw my family this weekend is because it was a fucking holiday. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no, them niggas living fucking on not 15 minutes away from me. I ain't going over there. Fuck all that. Fuck them. Yeah, I'm I'm horrible at that. Cause... When them niggas move further and further away, like fuck, no, nah, uh-uh, I'm good. No. Like even no, nah, I did go see my sister a few weeks ago, but that was for business. We were talking about right. You were, yeah, that's... that was literally a business meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could write that shit off. <laughs> Tax write off. Exactly. So like it's, <laughs> but I hate when people keep score because it's like if you either do shit because you really want to do it, 
But don't not. feel like it's not this obligation that, oh, yeah, you my, um, because, yes, you're right. It is like I, I, I fully agree that you should support your friends. I am. I have no problem with that. Absolutely. But support doesn't always mean that I have to leave my house to do it. It does not. Um, it just um, in my in my book, um, because if I don't have the time to do something or I'm not feeling up to do something, I'm not going to always I'm not going to force myself to do it. I'm just not. I, and people may not agree with that. And honestly, you're entitled to your opinion. However, I have no problem reposting, sharing, having some supporting shit in those ways. I believe in you. I believe in your talent. All those things. Like if, you're not, the, like if you want to send no booze, you you are the guy. I have no problem doing, but I'm not. Unfortunately, I don't have the right now. It's my priorities at this point, and we just I talked about it earlier. My priorities at this point right now are me getting back to me. It being like you, myself. You, you're working on yourself. So, unfortunately, anything outside of that. <clears throat> It doesn't involve me getting back into the space I want to be in. It's probably I'm not ready to do that shit. I gotta get back to where I feel like I'm some sense of normalcy for me. Um, and so. But then again, what is normal? What well, and that's the thing. I, I I feel like I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Well, everybody has a sense like, of like what I, normality like, is. I feel but, like I like I feel like I don't know what it is, but. Well, it's it's the thing about everybody has their own perception of being normal. Right. Because normal, at the end of the day, is just a it's just a word. Mm-hmm. It's just a word that we loosely throw around to make it seem like, oh yeah, you know, nothing's really going on. It's just normal. It's like an adjective. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a general adjective we just throw around just to make everything seem better than what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of like saying it's kind of like perfect. Nothing's ever perfect. Like we're surrounded by imperfections every single day, and I'll be the first to tell you I am nowhere near perfect. I'm, I'm flawed like a motherfucker. But I say like if if it comes to something I'm working on, like you know if I'm in my creative. If I'm in my creative zone, you know, I might do something that's like, yeah, that's perfect. It's the perfect, you know, it's the perfect thing. It's the perfect element. But, you know, you got to step back and be like, nah, not really. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, yeah, normal, normality and perfection is just one of those things that you kind of really got to step back and really take a look at so it's, it's, it's one of those things I kind of struggle with every day but I push through it yeah it's just like I said it's yeah like I said I'm just trying to get back to normal so I, I look if somebody has a problem with me not venturing out to their event or not coming to the show or they feel like I'm not supporting them by not doing that um and my thing is if you really feel like that I mean you're my friend tell me that but actually ask me why 
I like, have, ask I have me, a good yeah, enough reason. You have a good like. Ask me a reason why I'm not doing it. If you really have a much of a problem, don't just say you're not coming. Say, ask me why. Instead of just throwing it at me that I never come like, to the show. Don't, like, don't assume. Ask me the actual reason instead of assuming I'm just not coming because I don't want to come. All right. That's not because you can ask that, but you just choose not to um, because that doesn't support whatever narrative you're trying to promote at the time. Um, but enough about that shit. Yeah. Um. So. Speaking of um, keeping score, <laughs> um, Chris Brown got a lot of bad. He got a lot of negative points <laughs> against him. Oh, more. We'll say so. Recently, so Chris Brown just dropped a new album, Indigo, Indigo, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, another um album. So uh, his last album last year was like forty-five songs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you ain't know about that? Yeah, his last album was like forty-five songs. And he did I, it. For, I know. I know the track listing was some big. What well, was last year? Number. Yeah, it was like forty-five songs. It was. It was some. It's some shit. It's like a loophole in the streaming shit. The reason he did. It. I don't know. Whatever the case may be. So this time he drops a new album. And it's called Indigo, and it's thirty-two songs. So whatever the saying, the song may be. Um, whatever the case. Whatever that's neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with the story. But whatever the case may be. So um song called Need a Stack. Uh-huh. There's a lyric that says Brown says, only want to fuck the black bitches with the nice hair. So, uh-huh. um, and I haven't heard the whole song. Maybe I could pull it up. I don't know. Um, maybe let's, I can, so maybe I can get some more context of the lyric. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see if you can get some, uh, evidence going on here. It could clacks away. Going back into his 08 mode. Click clack. Looking for substantial evidence. Possibly an audio clip. I would hope so. Let me see if I can find one. I hope y'all find my play by play rather uh, riveting. The best color commentator of all time. Three. Best color commentator of all time. <laughs> I'm trying to sign this song, so um, y'all be patient. No, I'm trying to find this shit. Um, conundrum. 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 Okay. It's a song featuring him and Ludo, um, him, Ludo Wayne and Joyner Lucas. So this of course sparked a controversy because people took that lyric as him saying he only fucks one of fucks bitches with the good hair, which implies he's only talking about light skinned chicks who have good hair because it goes to the kind of color. So then it sparked this whole debate about colorism. This again. Okay, so look. Um, don't say it like that because that will sound bad. So this is the thing. Yeah. This is colorism. Is just one of those things like it's it's one of those easy things to take out of context depending on who you are. Um, 
I agree. And it's like, it's getting to the point where it's, it's starting to get annoying now. So yeah, colorism is a very touchy subject in a lot of ways because we have... Now, if you want to get on Chris Brown for who he's dating, because what I see a lot of people do is they, they take that lyric and then go look at Chris Brown's dating history. Which has not been stellar. Well, they go back and look and see the type of woman he's dated. And so they say, yeah, he don't like no black bitches anyway. The one black bitch he did, date, uh, or the black woman he dated, was he beat the shit out of. Like, that's the shit I've seen posted. <sighs> so look... I don't really care if you ever forgive him for the shit that happened with Rihanna. Honestly, I if you don't forgive him, I don't. It's, you know, it's your, it's, it's, it's your mean, opinion. Really, that's your thought. I honestly understand if you don't. I don't really have an opinion on it one way or the other. Um, as I mean, far at, the, as, at the end of the day, you're not I, wrong. Like, <laughs> at the end of the, you're not. And at the end of the day, that's bet- I'm a firm believer that that's between you and um, them two. Mm-hmm. And whatever their feelings are about the situation, I, I wasn't involved in that situation. So all I can do is say what I can say from the um, from afar. Do I think it's right to hit a woman in, in any circumstance? No. Not at all. Ever on. And I never will agree with that. Um, But as far as Chris Brown now, um, Chris... Chris, his let's be clear. Chris is probably one of the most talented people in in ever. Yeah. However, in, his, in the history I'll, of anything ever happened. Yes. However, his antics or his uh, his his personal things have affected his career because Chris should probably be the biggest male singer in the world right now. He should be up there with Michael Jackson. However, should because. Be of the things that he did it fucked his career up so he's nowhere near on the level that he probably should be mm-hmm. if we're just basing it off of talent I think I think antics is a, yeah, is like, a proper we're, word for yeah, his, we're basing uh, it off of just talent oh he got the it the sky was the limit for him he got it he was, the, he was, he was being lauded as that dude that was the next Michael Jackson like that's how people were looking at him mm-hmm. so with that being said um the thoughts on the colorism and specifically so that line to me he said i want to only want to fuck the um the black bitches with the nice hair now he didn't say good hair he said nice hair nice I think hair. that that context is a little for me it doesn't speak as is not as derogatory as saying good hair because then good hair implies you only want chicks to have good hair and it can mean you only date light skin chicks whatever the case may be mm. now like i said i'm not i don't know chris brown's career I don't follow anything with Chris Brown's dating or the type of women he likes. I have not watched his videos. So I've seen people, these sting pieces about, oh, he's he don't like, I've seen stories apparently he he doesn't allow, like he'll block um like dark-skinned women from getting in the club when he's in VIP or some shit like that. I don't, and if that's the case, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's just fucked up. There's nothing I, he'll, he'll, I could ever do to defend that. Um, colorism is a real thing. It is a real thing because the reality is, and this actually this kind of this talk up topic came up again uh, almost a month ago because uh, Beyonce Knows' father came out. Matthew Knows said something about to the fact that to the fact that if Beyonce were dark skin, she would not be as big as she is today. And so, mm. and, a, and a lot of people ran with that. Now, I get his point because yes light-skinned women tend to be looked at as more accessible 
by and, the masters and more successful they're more successful that is true because that is one of the reasons um apparently back in the day they tried to make Whitney Houston look lighter than she really was because they wanted to make her more accessible to the white audience if you really if you go back and look in that I will always love you video her fucking face was pale as hell in the video she wasn't that fucking light mm. Like, like if you read all her videos, they always made her extra light. She was never that fucking light in real life. Um, But they always made her look lighter in her videos. And that was their way of trying to make her appeal to white people. Because if you look later in her career, she was she wasn't wearing as much makeup. You could tell she was darker than they they made her look earlier on her career. Um, and from what the stories were, that was the, that was the label's way of trying to make her more accessible to white people, because white people look at fair skin a certain way. Uh-huh. Um, and so then the conversation comes up as to why do black men bash their own women or darker women, blah blah blah. And it's a I mean, we can sit here all day and get into how, how it started. It really starts. It starts the same way racism starts. There has been a, fetish, a, a fetishizing of lighter-skinned women since slavery. Yeah. Those, 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 there's a women were the reason why lighter-skinned people or lighter-skinned women were the quote-unquote house niggers, and they were allowed certain privileges because they could pass, or they were a lot of times they were the children of the slave owner and one of the one of the slaves, or about eighty percent of them. Right. Were, so they yeah. were lighter-skinned. They do they so they were less quote-unquote offensive to the the white people because they they were, their skin was fairer and it's been a, that's been an ongoing thing in our society for years so black men when they see the women the lighter skinned women seen as to be treated differently or to be looked at differently by the white men as oh shit they're trophies or they're treated differently the black men start to say well shit i want that one too because you have to understand that black men for a lot for and it's partly just and people say well why is it black men are that way and the other races aren't i say yeah but other races weren't separated from their women and right they children. weren't like, they weren't they weren't in, they weren't enslaved and, and put into the system of being separated from their people and kind of just being beholden to whatever it's a it's basically a long-term version of stockholm syndrome yeah you are basically taught or retaught what is to be acceptable what is to be great what is to be um fetishized or what is to be admired and it's the same reason that a lot of black men look at white women as quote unquote the goal in a lot of ways or when they marry a black uh, a white woman um in some ways it's because they feel like the white woman is above the black woman in some way because it's or, a, or less dramatic it's a it's a systemic thing where these stereotypes come and really those things when you talk about less dramatic that's really a stereotype that was built as another way of building up white women mm-hmm. oh black women are less or or more troublesome or this or that and be um whereas white women are more submissive and all that's all that shit speaks to is male patriarchy because black women are, are strong-willed and they're less likely to just be submissive to you um because you want them to um you you have to actually earn that and a lot of men or black men don't have the it's an ego thing it's all an ego thing yeah. so 
you can just just think about why light light skinned women are um, treated as quote unquote better, and it's that's a systemic thing. It's been going on since forever. Uh-huh. It didn't change as we grew up because if you think back to when you were in grade school, the light skinned girls were always the popular girls. Even if you go back and look at all the old movies when we were kids, all the like Spike Lee movies when they were in high school, it was always the most popular light skinned girl. It was always the girl that all the dudes wanted. Yep. When I was in fucking grade school, it was always the light skinned girls. They all clicked together. Any TV show that was ever produced, it was always the light skinned girl being the one that all the dudes wanted. It's the same reason someone like Lisa Bonet became the oh shit, she's the one that all the dudes want from the Cosby Show because she's the fairest skin of the sisters um it was always shit like that it's the same reason why fucking coming to america he went to end up he won he won he ended up falling for the like it's always been this thing uh, where yeah. light-skinned women yeah. were considered the above the end-all be-all for the black men and it's just been a, it's been a thing for a long time like I said, when I was in the group school, it was always the light-skinned girls always clicked up together. It was very few black, dark-skinned girls that were in that group of quote-unquote popular girls. All the quote-unquote popular girls were light-skinned. You had some every once in a while. If it was a dark-skinned girl, it was because she had a big ass or something. It was like, it yeah, was always a, it was right. a qualifier on the, like, the boy, the light-skinned girls could just be in the popular. She had to have the baddest body, but because she was light-skinned and she was cute and she may have nice hair, she was considered the popular girl. She was the it girl in the school. Now, but the black, that I'm really if, if you're here. thinking about the dark girl, she either had to have a nice ass, <clears throat> big titty, something like, it was always some qualifier that she had to have extra in order for her to be considered a popular girl. Uh-huh. They had to have extra shit in order for it to happen. I'm actually sitting here thinking like, about that. If you really now, think about that shit, really that's exactly just, really just how it was when we were growing up. <laughs> um, and it's like, it just, and the shit hasn't changed. Nah, nah, now, and then when you think about years ago, and I don't, and I've I never been into Greek life or anything like that. But if you think back in the day, before, like, it's changed now. But whenever I heard about AKAs, all I ever heard is they, every AKA I ever met up until maybe the last 10 years, 15, 15 years are all light skin. If That's you ever saw true. a representation of AKAs, they were all always presented as light skin nice. girls. Yeah. Even if they had dark skin girls, they, I've actually seen situations or heard situations where dark skin girls were or dis or or um let's say told not to pledge like they, were, like they, they weren't allowed to be a kid turned now, away i'm sure that was certain sections and that shit has doesn't happen anymore but i've heard people i know who have been aks for a long time who've told me that that shit happened back in the day so it's not like yeah, it was I, every it, aka that i've ever seen like in real life or in fictional settings they've always had been light skin yeah i i know ones that aren't now but I know in the past that that wasn't always the thing. Or if they were, they were not one. When you saw a representation of the AKAs, I you never saw them. Nah, at all. If you did, it was just that one token one. Right. So that's a those just are kind of even things. And that's it's just a certain thing where light skin work girls always click together, and they, so it was always like that's a thing. It was. It's not something that just didn't. It just did happen overnight. It's been no, a it's, thing. It's a real thing for a very long time. It's a real now, thing. but now as the conversation happens, things have changed because beauty, for whatever reason, and it also was dictated by beauty magazines and TV, um, 
all the quote unquote finest chicks in the, in the business were always the light skinned chicks. There's a reason why Halle Berry was, I mean, she was gorgeous, but she was also light skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of, it was the, the finest chicks in the game in, in music and movies and shit that were actually getting on were all light skinned. <laughs> Um, it, that's just what it was. You weren't considered. It's just um, it, you weren't considered beautiful if you were dark skin yeah. or, or darker brown skin or whatever. And at le- and at least now, um, especially even if I'm if even I go back to my little sister, my little sister for a long time did not think she was cute because she was brown skin or darker brown skin. For a long, when she was a kid, she she didn't she had very low self esteem. Um, she thought she wasn't cute. She was, and she had lost her for a long time. Cause um, me. Just because you don't, you just know her now. People think me that thought didn't know I was a shy kid. I was a very shy kid. People that know me now don't believe that shit. I but I was a very shy kid. I, I got picked that. on, all kinds of shit. You would never know that nit now. But yeah, I was a shy kid. That's shy said kid. My sister. My sister was very had very low self esteem. She just got to the point where she don't. She thinks she's a shit. <laughs> So like, she kind of she figured I, it out. I, I can relate to it. I she figured it, she figured the shit out, and yeah. that's really what it was. Yeah, uh, she had to gain confidence, and that's just what happens to most people. Yeah, everybody don't necessarily. Everybody's not a, um, a lot of people are late bloomers in that regard, um, and so <laughs> you know, it's just. But it's the thing. I mean, you have to be confident in who you are. Um, and in, her, in a lot of girls' cases, a lot of darker-skinned women for a long time, they weren't seen as what, quote-unquote, represented beauty, even in their own community. And it's gotten to the point now where, um, as social media, has, as we start to see that some things have changed. And yeah, racism is still a big thing, but at least in our community, we're starting to recognize that. You are not beauty. You are not beautiful just because you're light skin. Or your 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 skin tone can be beautiful and dark skin. Um, we've had representation. We starting to see more representation like that. Because you can't tell me that um, Lupita Nyong'o no, um, is not beautiful as hell. And huh. like she, Lupita is like gorgeous. Lupita is just like regard. Like, I don't care. Top tier. It's what I'm saying. So you can't. There are so all these representations of what. Um, it's beautiful now that are all these different complexions. However, it still comes up in in society. You see, you still see music videos. I remember it was a video a few years ago that Wale did, and he got slack because he, uh, I guess there was a situation where he had a whole bunch of light skinned girls in the video, and he I didn't remember that. He didn't really make that choice. Like he didn't direct the video, but they say you should have said something. Um, I, it came up recently where Tory Lanez posted a, yep. a thing on Instagram about how the the director tried to change out the girl mm-hmm. and he for told somebody not, uh, light skin he, yeah. into it for a light skin girl. He said no, I put the other girl back in. However, then the controversy said, well, no, that's not what really happened. So I don't know if it was necessarily weird if it was um, real or straight staged, but he brought up a real a real problem because it does happen. Yeah, it happens a lot where the girls that are featured in these videos. In these movies, are the fair-skinned women, and it's um, just—I hate to say it—but it sells better because there there are still people that believe that you're more accessible if you have lighter skin. And mm-hmm. so, yes, do I believe that Beyonce will be because somebody said, "Well, yeah," because uh, nephew knows point was Kelly um, um, Kelly Rowling did great in certain countries, just didn't do well here. Look, as much as I love Kelly, and I love Kelly. 
Kelly is not Beyonce. Right. Kelly and has Kelly a different Kelly, strength than, than Beyonce ever had. Kelly is great vocally, but there is a certain it factor that you just have as a star. And yet, Beyonce may not be as big as she is now um, if we're just talking about her complexion. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't say anything about her talent. And the the reality is Beyonce just had an it factor about her that the other girls in the group did not. When they first fucking song, wasn't it like six of them in Destiny's Child? It was five originally. No, it was four. It was four originally. Four. My cousin, Ro, was like obsessed with Beyonce from the beginning. First fucking song, he was like, oh, she going solo one day. They home. only had one fucking song. And he like I was tired of Beyonce by the time she went solo because this nigga was already telling me how much he love Beyonce. Cause he just kept telling me she gonna be she gonna be she gonna be the one. She gonna be the one. So like it it, it was obvious just by her presence. And certain people just have a presence about them and it's a it factor. That it factor people forget that and they think that thing that's not real. It's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. And so yeah, I do believe the colorism is it makes Beyonce more accessible acceptable to some people. However, also, well, you can't say that and dismiss her talent in the same in the same book. Right, because because I feel like that. You, you, ask, that, you that, ask anybody who saying, was the most talented person of our generation. Beyonce is gonna be in that that. Unless it's just somebody as a hater, and that's, at that point, I don't really talk to those people. Yeah, it's always gonna be, be that there. as it may. It's like you can't really deny Beyonce's talent. <laughs> there are still people. You don't even you don't even gotta be a fan, but there are still people to do it, unfortunately. And I'm not even a Beyonce fan. Right, I, I'm not I, a I Beyonce my, fan. I but when I look, you know, but when I look at, at her, and I'm like, you know, she's she's on, you know, I saw the whole thing with Coachella, and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't. You can't deny that. Right. And but you know. And so my thing is, um, yeah, colorism is a is a thing. It's still going to see. It's going to be a thing. Um, it's one of those things that we continue to deal with. It's going to be. It's going to continue to be a thing until we get to a point where everybody recognizes. Yeah. And so, the other thing, mm-hmm. another thing I want to touch on, which is Chris Brown shit. Yeah. Let's get so back what to I've realized with guys. <laughs> Look, y'all niggas going to stop, dog. So what I've realized, um, and what I've seen way too many times now. So women have been women uh, for for a better a lack of better word have been more in a bag in the in the last few years. And what I mean by that is women are really getting their own they shit. They taking ownership. They not taking shit from niggas and they 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 getting their just due. Mainly because they tired of our shit. And, and right. And so they're getting represent they're getting um the represent the um they're getting representation that they need. They're getting the recognition that they deserve. And a lot of niggas don't like it. Well you know why? Are, it, it goes back to the whole ego thing. It's the ego thing. It's, it's always been it's always been a thing of men feel threatened by the presence of a woman. And they feel threatened. And my thing is this. If you truly loved women and not just women for what they can do for you, what type of pleasure they can offer you and how attractive they are to you. If you truly just valued women, women getting what they deserved for years um, equal rights, equal pay, recognition, attention, and not just sexual attention from men. 
But just but having the ability to do what the fuck they do and get recognition for it and not having to be treated as a fucking object or being treated as an accessory for men or just like like all these things that they've had to deal with and endure forever. And so now that women are finally stepping out and saying, nah, you motherfuckers need to see me. You gonna have to fucking see me. And they busting up on y'all niggas, and y'all niggas can't take it. Yeah, can't take and it. so now niggas using non niggas is acting like bitches, and not feet. I'm like y'all acting like some fucking punks. Because what y'all do now is every fucking opportunity when women say, "Oh shit, that's wrong, that's colorism," all these niggas start com- coming out and start. Just, well, no, what about that one time, nigga? What? They go back to keeping score. Y'all start talking. To, y'all sound like fucking punks. Because now it's like now that women are just speaking the fuck up, y'all niggas can't take it because now y'all felt like it's threatening y'all spot. So now instead of just saying, yo, let's support our women, they right, that shit's wrong. Instead of owning up to y'all fucking bullshit, here y'all go with this bullshit about, well, dog, that one time, for example, um, some shit about body, with the Chris Brown shit that led into body shaming and shit like that with the good hair comment. And so niggas like it was a meme going around with niggas is like uh women's like that's body shaming. Uh well he got a little dick and women and it was something about dudes having a little dick and uh he uh, laughing at him. That's not the fucking same. No. It's it, well, I'm saying, well, okay, let me see. Not that it's not the same. And let me correct myself. It's not that it's not the same. But why? <laughs> why is it y'all bring this shit up now? Y'all only bring it like even like body shaming on any side is wrong. Okay, that's first and foremost. I'm gonna get that out of the way. Yeah. Body shaming is wrong. Regardless of who's doing it. However, women have been body shamed by men forever. Forever. Women to the point where women will change their entire appearance. Because they want, and, and, and it's not always due to, the, but a lot of times it's because their self esteem is so low. Because how, sometimes because a man made them feel that way. Yeah. Because a man will sit there and criticize and critique every fucking part of their body. Your hair, your hair is too nappy. Your your eyebrows is not done. Your you, you need some makeup. Uh, your fucking hair is not long enough. Tits on your hair is too short. Your tits ain't nice. Your chips too small. Your tits too big. Uh, your fucking ass ain't big enough. Your fucking knees and uh, you got knock knees. You got fuck you like you pigeon toed. Your feet too big. Man. All these different like women have literally been criticized from fucking top to bottom. Forever, and when they change all this shit, so it's ne- still not good. And enough. then y'all complain when they they go and get surgeries and shit. Uh, when y'all don't realize that the big. reason they do this shit is to get this fucking attention because they see all the other women. They see the women y'all niggas been giving attention to. All right, like yeah, it's not always a self esteem time. I'm thinking, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it's look. I just want to be recognized for what I got. Uh-huh. And sometimes it may be I gotta go buy what I got, but so fucking be it. If that's what she that's what she feels like she needs to do for whatever reason, do what you gotta do. She gonna go do it. However, and then you be the same niggas that complain about it. But y'all the niggas that are complaining when she had no ass though. Or if you see her at a party and her asking uh, the the next chick, you gonna you go talk to her. You might not like you niggas. You like you niggas can't complain. Like and the thing is, look, yes, body shaming is wrong. 
But why is it you niggas only complain about the women been talking about body shaming forever? Yeah. It's been a it's been a thing. It's been a thing. You niggas ain't opened your mouths one fucking time about being body shamed. But now that women are speaking up about being body shamed, now here you issue. niggas go. Because it's always this thing that, oh, he got to go tit for tat. Oh, now y'all want to complain about that? Well, shit, what about when you did this one that one time? Like, you niggas just feel like y'all, it's that keeping, go back to that keeping score shit. Mm-hmm. You niggas been keeping score on everything women have ever said bad about y'all. Now that women are actually getting, um, they're, they're speaking out and actually uh, and speaking their truth, you niggas can't handle it. So now y'all want to y'all wanna counter that shit by bringing up some shit y'all ain't never bring up before. Which is, niggas, high, which is unnecessary. Fact, you niggas have joked about that shit more than any. Niggas will joke about the shit themselves. But if a woman says that they're wrong, <laughs> like, you niggas are fucking childish. Like, y'all, y'all, oh, well, what about me? Nigga, it's what been about, about you? you forever. This shit, this fucking society was built for men. It still is. It still is. Women get a little piece, especially in the fucking black community. Women get a small piece after lifting up black men for fucking ever. And And shit goes around. Look, nah, man. We've been taken advantage of. We've been sexually assaulted. We've been this. We've been that. All these things, all these subjects, and these women are finally opening up about and have the confidence to act in the wherewithal to say, you know what? Fuck that. We standing up for ourselves. And here you niggas go. Well, nah, nah. What about that one time you did this? What about with Cardi when she was robbing niggas? And what about this? And what about, like, nigga, what the fuck, dog? This is all in the past, niggas been number talking one. About kidnapping baby mothers, locking your bitch in the basement, all this shit. This is 95. Right. <laughs> Come on now, now. You know what I mean? Fucking baby mothers were kidnapped in the 90s, niggas? <laughs> she talking about she robbed niggas when they were asleep. Who did rob niggas when they were asleep? That shit been going on forever. Y'all niggas want to complain when Wayne made a song about the shit, but all of a sudden, girl, Cardi said shit. See, she need to be canceled. She need to be, because if a nigga said that, if a nigga said that, niggas always want to talk, if a nigga said this, if a nigga said that. You niggas have been saying that shit, and y'all got away with it forever. Y'all niggas just started getting in trouble for it. That's the fucking part y'all don't seem to understand. Y'all niggas been saying this irrelevant fucking, like, bullshit for years. For years. And y'all always got away with the shit. And nobody, oh, we chalked it up. Them niggas just being niggas. Them niggas say whatever. They can be disrespectful. They can be fucking all these other shit. They can be fucking all the other bullshit. At some point, you really gotta, you really gotta take a step back and be like, what have I become? You've been a, you've been, you've become a fucking pariah. (laughs) Mm. You've become sad, honestly. Because now you niggas, all y'all niggas do is sit back. I literally feel like you niggas just sitting back. Oh shit, what's she gonna do? Oh shit, she did that. Oh, here come to me. See what the team women do, always talking this shit. But see when this happened, niggas are always looking for any reason to call out women for some shit. Because all the years that they never got caught up for their bullshit, 
It's fine. They got away with it. It was okay. But now that they're finally getting called out and actually some actual consequences are it's, happening. It's catching up to them. It's catching up to them and they don't like it. So rather than just own your bullshit and say, you know what? We was wrong as fucking hell for doing that shit for all these years. You know what? We on y'all side. We got y'all back. We ride with y'all. Because you know what? Y'all been riding for us for fucking ever. No. Instead of that, you niggas just said, you know what? We about to nitpick this shit for the fucking rest of time. Because why not? Well, and for it, that, it, I give you fuckers the biggest motherfucking middle finger. Flip. Fuck all of you niggas. It just, it just all boils down and ego. You, and if you niggas have a problem with me and the problem with me saying this shit and the problem with the fact that I called you niggas out for being bitches and I know what y'all gonna say, oh, he just kissing ass or oh, he just kissing up. Nigga, I don't fucking care about that. It's not even but, about that. But I am intelligent enough and have the, the the thoughts in my head, a lot of them, to tell me, and I can I can call a spade to spade when I see one. And y'all niggas, y'all sound like y'all sound like fucking bitches right now, cause all y'all doing is saying, oh shit, these women getting they they getting our shit off. Let me get my shit off. But y'all niggas been getting y'all shit off forever, dog. Like literally forever, like fucking forever. Yeah. This shit been about y'all. It's never been about the women. But now that they actually getting they get even a little bit of attention to getting they little bit of stage time, you niggas got a problem with it. Shut the fuck up, dog. Forever. Forever. Um so Lil Nas X. <laughs> so and this yeah. actually, oh, this, you know what? I was going to leave you niggas alone. I forgot. I'm sorry. Nah, niggas, nah, come back nah, to this. Nah, nah, don't no, 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 Nope. You know, I was, I, I, I was, I thought I was done with the niggas. But no, hey, I need y'all niggas to come back to the table. Come back. Come on back to the table. Come back to the table. We're not okay. done yet. You niggas. So, this is like, you niggas can't stand with women getting attention, and apparently y'all still can't stand that gay people are being represented the way they should, because guess what? There are gay people in the real world, and they should probably be able to see themselves on TV, just like you see yourself on TV. You want to see yourself, yourself represented, guess what? They want to see themselves represented, right? Yeah. Um. So, kid, when everybody's supporting Lil Nas X, oh shit, what he did to country music, like, you know, go kid, go get go. Hey, support this Wait, 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 pause, 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 real quick. Lil Nas X is not the first person to do cross genre shit like this. He's not, but why the, is it like a new phenomenon? Well, it's now? not. It's not. However, the the it was more so the Billboard shit that really made it big. Because remember when it got it first yeah, charted on country, yeah, charted on country, yeah. and then country Billboard came back like, no, we gonna put it on it's hip-hop. technically not country, which. Whatever, but again, as I spoke to before, I know a bunch of country songs I've heard that all got trap song elements, mm-hmm. and them bitches become you and, and Taylor Swift. All her songs are pop, but them shits have been she be at the fucking CMAs every year. See, I forget that she's a country artist. She's not. That's the problem. Her songs are all pop. I ain't heard a country song from her in fucking ten years. Huh. But them bitches always own a fucking country search. She always the fucking CMAs. She ain't made a fucking country song in I don't know how long. But all of a sudden, this young black kid decides, hey, yo, Let's try I want to make a song about a horse. 
And that's really and, all it is. It's about horses. Worry about a horse. For all you dumb, for I'm all you smart I'm, dumb I'm cats, get, I'm gonna get you the niggas in. A, I'm gonna get you niggas in a second. All y'all Here. smart dumb. Hold niggas. on, I'm gonna get to you niggas in a minute. <laughs> he made a horse song about a horse, and the song came out, and people liked it. And Billboard said, "No, that's not country. That's hip hop." And then all it did was make that song bigger. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's been fucking number one for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Eat just. Shouts to Lil Nas. Shouts out to Lil Nas. That ass. nigga brought Billy Ray Cyrus to the BET Awards, bro. He won. That nigga's a legend. He won. But he won. Last month was Pride Month, and so shout on the last day, shout, to the, shout, shout to, to everybody to the everybody various Pride the parades that were going on. Um, you know, I'm, I I love to see people out supporting, um, because it's real, man. It's just I, real I life saw, shit. I saw people. Um, people were still mad about. I saw somebody ask uh, Dwayne Wade, um, Wade about when they were supporting his son to property uh, in Miami. Yeah. He's like, my job is to be a father, and that's and support it. my son. That's it. I'm not here. Like that's not. I'm not. My job is not to judge my son and say, oh shit. Because again, I ask you niggas always want to complain about quote unquote gay shit. When did you know you liked women? So, because you probably were flirting with little girls in fourth, um, in first, second grade, talking about I like you and shit like that. So, how is it that you can do that shit when you're six, seven years old, but this twelve year old little boy can't know what he is? Hmm. Really, mm. really makes mm. you think, doesn't Man, it? it? Makes you think you're you just it's just because you don't like that, right? Mm. That's what it is. So, with that being said, Lil Nas X comes out as gay. Good for him. That's great. Live your truth. Do everybody you, can't uh, and Do everybody you, bro? and first and foremost, people don't understand. I can I guarantee you that wasn't an easy thing for him to do because he's in a position now where he's at the height of his fucking career. Literally. He's at the height of his career. Does and he that have shit, an album now or is he just, just dropped a little EP, seven song EP, like, like a couple weeks ago. It's okay. pretty dope. Okay. Um but and it's like all over the place. It's not like one genre, so it's not like all country so shit. So it's like you know, it's like he got like a rock song on there. He got like a bunch of different shit on there. So it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Play for you when we're done. Okay. But um, you know, he dropped a new EP. He he just performed at the fucking BET Awards. He performed at uh some big country. He performed at um Glastonbury. Uh, Mike brought Mike Glastonbury. Mm. Like he's been doing his thing. So he, he been out here making sh- like right. This nigga apparently some shit where he tweeted, "Oh shit, I need to learn how to." Um, uh, he tweeted Gordon Ramsay. Oh like, yeah, that's he was like, "Yeah, I want to learn how to make a panini. Somebody need to teach me how to make a panini um, while I'm here in London." Gordon Ramsay like when he was like Wednesday, and then next thing you know, he actually Gordon Ramsay showed him how to make a panini. Like, Using chaotic like, he's good. He's in a position where he can just do what the fuck he wants. So he's at the height of his fucking career. Using Twitter for chaotic good. And at that point, the kid said, you know what? I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to put this shit out there. And he did. And you niggas. Backlash like a mother. You, and only for niggas, from niggas, it's always niggas. It's always always niggas. niggas. Because now niggas want to start, oh shit, now that song's about a fucking, oh, he was trying to ride a horse dick. Like, really? Y'all just, oh my God. So first, first of first of how how the hell do y'all make that leap? How? Because apparently every because apparently according to the niggas, anytime a girl gay person is talking, everything's about them fucking a dick. Like literally uh. everything that comes out of a gay person's mouth is about them sucking a dick. 
because apparently gay people. That's how they think about. You know it, what it is? Uh, they, you know how they oversexualize women. Mm-hmm. They oversexualize gay people. They assume that all gay people want to do is suck dick or whatever, eat pussy, whatever the case may be. Um, they're just like you. You don't spend your aching, your every fucking waking moment wanting to get pussy, do you? Nah. No, that's not what you do all day, right? Nah. Uh, no, it, no. I'm too busy trying to do That's not what you do. Nah. Like, outside of being a porn star, that's probably not what you do. No. And even porn stars. Even don't porn have stars sex got different sides. Day. So. Hell, porn stars you, will retire. So, so, how then do you make the leap to say, oh shit, he gay? That song was to been about him riding a horse's dick or riding a dude's dick. Riding a dude. Or, like, what the fuck? Like, you how? niggas are dumb. How sway? Cause, Cause niggas are stupid. Make it make and then they come with the kid. whole gay shit. Oh, it's programming. You dumb fuckers it's, still oh, don't God. understand how sexuality works. Cause again, you were never programmed to say, you know what, I like chicks when I was a kid. You just start liking chicks, right? Same way it, he realized at some point, I like men. So again. Like y'all annoy him so much to the point where like like the song is literally about a fucking horse. Right. He you drove him to Twitter to be like, look, it's, it's really, really about, about a horse. horse. <laughs> but Nothing you niggas, else. <laughs> the nigga showed him to the BC words writing a horse. But somehow, you dumb niggas, <sighs> and I include Lil Boosie in the dumb nigga category, but he's Lil Boosie, so I don't really expect much from him. Um to say the same dumb shit because but Lil Boosie's the only one people that be complaining about the quote unquote gay agenda. Um he was one of the niggas that complained oh, about not, not him and Lord Jamar. He's one of the niggas that complained about um Empire when it first came out. Like he he one of those dudes. Like nigga. Oh yeah. The gays don't want you. This is the They're thing. not even checking for him. These niggas seem to think that every gay person want them. They don't. Nah. They they, they don't. They know who most times they know who's gay yeah. and who's not. Yeah. They don't want you. They don't want none and who the fuck want Boosie? Nobody really? wants nobody wants a guy with colon cancer? Boosie, really, nigga? <laughs> Uh, uh, apparently, Boosie like, uh, like a fucking living scab. Apparently, he's a uh, he's the benchmark. Boosie looks <laughs> like a, a walking scab. Yeah, like that shit that grow over your fucking sore when it like heal. That's what the Boosie face oh, look like. Yeah. Huh? Like no nigga, like like you niggas seem like <sighs> still got that ugly ass fade too. Oh my god, you fucking <laughs> dumb niggas. So yes, all the dumb niggas of course came out. Um. And say, oh shit, I can't fuck with him no more. I can't fuck with him no more. Cause he he gay. He came out gay. He gay. He gay. And all this gay shit. All this gay shit. Look. Give me your truth, man. That's the gay you shit know, ever. If, heard, a, if a gay person said, came out and said, you know what? Oh shit, he came out as black. I can't I can't fuck with him all that black shit. They trying to make me black. That's how you dumb niggas sound. That's how the fuck y'all sound. Cause guess what? Just like you can't just become black. You, you can't, can't just become gay. You can't be Roche, it Roche doesn't Dolezal. It doesn't work like that. You can't be Rochadola. I'm like, oh shit, I'm black. No, nigga, you can't just say you black. You can't just one day say, you know, I'm gay. That's not the way it's attract. Not, if, if, not you, how it if you, works. if you, if you, this is how you, if you, like some people experiment, that's different. Right. But if you're gay, you didn't just decide. It was a conscious it's, decision. It's, or on it wasn't yourself. because you watched the TV show. Or listen to Old Town Road, and I'm like, oh shit, there's programming. Oh, cause guess what? If you, any niggas actually knew anything about programming or neurologistic programming or all that shit, it cannot make you do anything you wouldn't normally do. No. It's so not, if you wouldn't normally go suck a dick, you're probably not gonna do it if you're programmed to do it. 
You gotta have that certain willpower that has to, to kind of like of you. not let the so programming get inside if your head. You actually went to suck a dick. If you were programmed, that means you wanted to suck a dick, and you just hadn't been. You've been fighting it off. You've been fighting the urges. So, you niggas sound dumb. Dumb as hell. You dumb fuckers. And it's been a minute. And so I've been holding in these 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 words for you dumb niggas, but you niggas fucking disgust me. Mm. But off the dumb niggas. Um Dumb niggas is forever, you know that. I know. They don't die. So Multiply. Oh, wait, no, dumb niggas is back. No, no. This is not dumb see, niggas. See, I told you. No, this is not dumb niggas. Well, this is dumb nigga. <laughs> so guess who joined Twitter? Fucking OJ. Ah, uh, yes. So I, OJ, got some, I got some get even to do. He, he, he posted a video and the interview is like, you know, uh, keep following me. It's going to be great. And I got some getting even to do. Nigga, what? What the fuck you mean by that, OJ? OJ, you can't say that, dog. Juice, why? Why? Nigga, you've been getting Juice. even with niggas for the last 20 years, bro. I don't like that shit you, ain't worked I, out. I don't like how you get even with people, Juice. Like, nigga. Juice, Juice, don't don't come this Calm way. Calm down, bro. It's it's not that serious, Juice. But you know what? As again, um, and I think they got Donkey uh, Tarleman got him Donkey today. But all the niggas that follow him, because that nigga had like over two hundred thousand followers and whatnot. Rightfully so. Oh, Everybody you, should get Donkey. Just because all these niggas wanna, they wanna be a part of the show. They wanna, they wanna be a part of the, the fucking train wreck. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. They wanna see the train wreck live, and so oh shit, OJ's on Twitter. Yeah, it's about to be some shit. And that's what you niggas wanted the, to see. The way I saw it was this: oh shit, OJ on Twitter, the world is about to burn. That's possible. Um, but whatever the case may be. Yeah. You dumb niggas. Don't, don't follow OJ. What the fuck is wrong don't with Don't follow OJ don't fucking follow OJ. He gonna lead y'all niggas to another murder. Right. Um, he might end up at your house. Right. So, another thing. So, now this is for the, the whites. This is for the whites. For, for the colonizers? So, um, yep, for the colonizers. Hmm. Um, you ever seen a mermaid? Have I seen it? No, have you seen a mermaid? Just a mermaid. Oh. In real life? In real life, no. Are mermaids real? No. So if they're not real, do they have a race? Wouldn't technically mermaid be their race? Technically, yes. So if mermaid's their race. Te- well, yeah, mermaid is a race. It's not necessarily a color. It's a race or species, right? It's, it's a species. species. Okay. It's a species. So with that being said, you know how fish are a species? Yes. Um, don't different fish have different colors? Absolutely. So yeah, especially in the Caribbean. Oh, is mermaid science a real thing? Mermaid science? I never even heard of apparently, it. Apparently, so um, apparently I, did, I didn't. I didn't know so, it was a thing. I'm gonna get into it because you niggas. Are, oh, well, sorry. You know what? I'm gonna use the term nigga as a catch-all because you dumb white niggas. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um Yep, you dumb white niggas. So, uh, <laughs> you niggas. You niggas. Um Do I feel offended or do I feel confused? Um You dumb white niggas. Dumb white niggas. Because I feel like y'all are just as dumb as the white niggas I was talking about earlier. So I had to put y'all in that category today. Oh shit. So dumb white niggas. Uh, so, news came out. Um, uh, Haley from Coley and Haley. 
is about um, to be Ariel. She about she got yeah. cast as um, Ariel in the live action. Good for her. Um, Little Mermaid movie. So, of course, Haley is black. And of course, apparently, mayonnaise is sick about it. So the whites, the dumb white the, niggas, I'm talking the about white people, the dumb white niggas, the dumb whites. Apparently, that is unacceptable. Oh no, it does um, not fly. So Facebook groups were started, Twitter um, tom, uh, topic, not my Ariel, um, <laughs> was started. Um, apparently, because apparently, according to the white people. They're Ariel can't be black. Ariel cannot be black because is is I quote this: It is uh, Ariel is like the symbol for all white little girls to look up to. I posted this on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure you seen my caption of it. So here's the thing: what's She's this, a fucking what, mermaid. First of all, what's that sound? Oh yeah, tears. Our mermaids are not real, but they were they're people, very they're very there fictional. Were literally posting. Online about how a mermaid can't be black. First off, and using quote unquote mermaid science, saying that because mermaids live below the ocean, well, and there's well, no well, sunlight. So, so is this the same people that you know they figured that the Earth is flat and then the space forces? They live. They live in that same realm. I, I feel like they live in white dumb niggas. Oh, poor, poor things. Um. So whatever the case, actually, no, I see all the dumb niggas live in one area, and it's just a there's white dumb niggas, there's black dumb niggas. This is a lot of dumb niggas. Um, like I said, dumb niggas is a catch-all at this point. So the white dumb niggas. Um, yeah. So they start saying, well, you know, because mermaids live at the bottom of the sea, there's no sunlight, so they can't be black because they wouldn't get any light. You sound dumb as fuck. The fact that you're politicking the science of how mermaids can't be black first, first shows off, me that you have mermaid. no fucking sense. Also, it shows me that you are just racist for no fucking reason. No fucking reason. Because none of you niggas had a problem when um, all the white people were cast in The Last Airbender. Or all the white people were um, cast in that little Egyptian movie that was clearly oh and by the way Jesus is from the place where the black people live but y'all he's, he's, he's a he's a he's not he's, he's not, a Hebrew he's not white he's Hebrew he's not white he's, he's black yo he's not white isn't he Moorish he's not white He's not white, but is he? Is He's he, still not white. Is he more? I, I don't even care. He's not white. <laughs> no, no, we no, we have to, we have to drop the got drop the science. I don't have to do that. I'm just my, my, I have one point. But we all know he's not white. That's my point. That's the only point I care. He's, about. he's not white. He's not white. Same thing, but white. you guys made him white. He's not white. Yeah, yeah, I made him white. He's he's not white. No. And um, just so you clear, he's not white. Guess what? He's still not white. He's not white. He, even even in the books, he's he's, he's still not white. Dude, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's not white. No, no. <laughs> Gotta let the moment pass. And let, let another moment pass. Wait a minute. You take your finger and you see yourself. You can do it all by yourself. Not white. He's not white. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, he's not white, and uh, yeah, neither is a mermaid because mermaids don't exist. So you people arguing over a fictitious character, you whether or not stupid. that said fictitious character can be white or black, are fucking stupid. That's how dumb as hell. Um, and I will continue to keep making fun of you. Um, I will continue until until I have nothing more to you, laugh about. Um, you didn't complain. Of, oh, this is another thing. So my thing is this: Aquaman is white in the comics. I ain't see how niggas complain about that. Right, Aquaman is really white in the comics. All the comics, cartoons, you, everything. And what do you get? You get Why? Jason Momoa. Why? Niggas love Samoans. They fetishize them. So ooh, we like him. He's sexy. We gonna like him. Fuck all of you bastards. <sighs> um, fuck all of you bastards. Fuck all you bastards. You dumb white niggas. Oh, y'all. Oh, y'all. Congrats to Haley. She's going to do an amazing job. She has an amazing voice, so it's going to be perfect. Yo, I wish they they make the Little Mermaid as black as Black Panther I need them to cast... A lot of black people. Like, first of all, they who was the people um, saying they used to cast um, other father? I think uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba is supposed to be uh, they King Triton. Cast him as King Triton. That and then perfect. Queen Latifah would be Ursa. That would be perfect. That would be fucking perfect. Yes. And at the same time, the best part is it would piss off the dumb white niggas. That's why Brian so Cougar that did that for Black Panther. That's why. And also, he's, he's just speaking of that, he just started writing a new script. So perfect. He just started writing. Um, Kevin Feige said he just write, start writing a new script. It's, it's over for y'all. Speaking of Marvel, by the way, Spider Man Far From Home is the best. Far From Home is the best Spider Man movie of all time. I'm just gonna let it yo out there. shout out to Jake Gyllenhaal, man, for playing yo, the they great get Mysterio. Mysterio. Dog, um, like, cause you know Mysterio in the comics. They made Mysterio dope as shit. Hell yeah. The illusion stuff he does, they made that shit amazing. Yes, yes. Like, that shit was dope. We don't want to spoil it, but... Like, all the fucking illusions and shit that he did to fucking Par- Peter Parker... That took me back that, to Doctor Strange. That shit was dope as hell. I was confused. I'm like, fuck, where the fuck am I at now? Like, I don't know. Like, wait Nigga, where am I? I'm lost. Then we get hit by that train. That shit was... <laughs> that was hilarious. Because because the way he just looked up like, huh? Boom! Right. Whole fucking train in your face, nigga. Whole, um, whole ass bullet train all up in your shoulders. Um, all up yeah. your ass. So, yeah. Um, but no, Spider-Man's amazing. Uh, if Yo, you haven't seen it, go see it. Marvel Studios um, has done it again. Um, Sony I'm, TriStar has has really stepped their game well, up. Well, partly because they have Marvel. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, like they uh, really stepped the game up as far as production value and well, in, in Spider-Man Marvel. movies. That's because Marvel was there. Marvel has been doing. Yeah, because it's now under the Marvel umbrella. Well, it's not really just the partnership. I don't know if it's going to continue. I will hope so. That I would. Yeah, I'd be up. better. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, unfortunately, though, this is the last Marvel we're going to have until next year, May. I can wait that long. Uh, I'm a very so, patient so man. You know this. But usually we're used to having at least three movies a year. I know. So now we gotta wait a whole fucking year. Damn near, it's fucked up. But you gotta. But remember, you can't rush perfection. That's true. And they're starting all over perfection. again. Really, they're starting a whole new storyline and shit. So I know. We'll see how it happens. Um, we'll, we'll see what Guardians Three comes up with. That's true. Well, I think Black Widow is the first movie coming up though. Guardians is still not coming for two years. No, I'm talking about the new one. It's, it's not coming up for two years. They ain't even start filming yet. Still, 
I'm I'm ready for it. I'm too, but they just started filming. I just they just started pre-production. I think something like that. Yeah. I think Black Widow is the next movie. Yeah, Black Widow is part of the uh, yeah, next um, rollout. Right. So whatever the case may be, um, I think it's the next movie. Actually, the only man I think they're filming it right now. Mm. Whatever the case may be, um, so, um, so we weren't on for the NBA Finals. Toronto Raptors uh, won the championship. Kawhi Leonard. Um, I actually saw the game. Uh, Kawhi Leonard won Finals MVP. Yes. Um, it's been a lot going on ever since free agency started last weekend, mm-hmm. and a lot of shit happened. A lot of um, shit happened. Well, beforehand, the K, uh, AD went, got traded to the Lakers. Yep. Um, and then every agency started, and then all the everything, all hell broke loose. Kyrie and um, Durant went to Brooklyn. Um, Jimmy Butler got traded to uh, Miami for some strange reason. Yeah. Um, and then the one domino everybody was waiting to drop was Kwai. Um, Kwai had been, everybody had been waiting for Kwai. Mm-hmm. Kwai, uh, he met, because the Lakers uh, figured out how to free up the extra cop space. So they, um, that put Lakers on the on, on as an option. Um, put them back knew, on the map. People knew uh, Toronto wasn't going to be an option for Kwai. Um, because they, most people thought he wanted to go home, and I guess from what was told, because it was announced last last night that he was going to the Clippers. Mm. So he's going to the Clippers. So expansion but the, team. No, the the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, they're not a fucking expansion team. Wait, so it's the Lakers and the Clippers. It's always been the Clippers. It's always been two Clippers. Like Clippers play in the same building. Yeah, that's where Chris Paul and remember Chris Paul and fucking. Um, Blake Griffin was there together. When DeAndre Jordan dunked well, on Well, I, well, I know about, I know where Blake Griffin came from. He was on the Clippers. I know he was on the Clippers. Okay, that's so what I'm saying. Like, the Clippers been on forever. Uh, they just sucked for a long time. They were good a few years ago. Lob City and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, right. I remember. got creamed on by um, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> but whatever the case may be, the Clippers got Kawhi, because everybody knew he wanted to go out to L.A. The fear was he was going to go to the Lakers and join AD and um, LeBron. Yes. Um, if that had happened, it, that would have been you and cancel Christmas. But yeah, at the last minute, apparently what happened was because everybody assumed once the Clippers couldn't get a second star with him, he was probably not going to go there because Jimmy Butler signed somewhere else. So it really wasn't nobody else to pair him with as far as star wise. But apparently what happened is that he went, he talked, I guess he talked to Paul George. Paul George was signing OKC. He had just signed it two years so he was on the contract. And so I guess he went to Paul Jordan and said, yo, if you can figure out a way to get them to trade you to the Clippers, I'll go to LA and we can play together. Because mm. the thing is, if the, and the Clippers basically told the Clippers, look, you get you get George here, I'll play here. Otherwise, and the, the fear was if he didn't get, if they couldn't get him, he was going to go to sign with the Lakers because he wanted to come home. Because mm-hmm. he, he wasn't going to the Clippers by himself. So the Paul George, so apparently it was announced that Quad's going to the Clippers, and then right after that, Paul George traded to the fucking Clippers from OKC for everything. And they traded like five draft picks and fucking two players for him. Damn, what a gamble. Yeah, but they they are fucking starting five. Like they're starting like there's they're three like they got three all defensive players. Basically, you got you got Patrick Beverly, a point guard who can guard any guard. Mm-hmm. You got Kawhi who can guard anybody. You got Part George on defense. Them niggas gonna be locking everybody up. 
Fred are dope. Um, that's that's a power. And you got Lou Will coming off the bench. Like that's a good Ooh. team. Cause they're already a playoff team last year, and they just got a hundred times better. Yeah. So you had that, now, you had that they're Kawhi. now Nick and next, and now you got them both competing in L.A. That's a dope. That's gonna be dope. L.A. gonna be lit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but whatever the case may be, so yeah, that happened last night. Like it was like one or two o'clock in the morning when that shit happened. But it was like still midnight in L.A. Of course, so. But yeah, that shit came out of nowhere. The Paul George thing threw everybody off because literally Kawhi was like, look, y'all get Paul George here with me, I'll come. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it, but that shit got dragged out, so it worked out for them, you know? So it's going to be, it'd be always lit. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's a power play. That's was, a hell of a power play. That was definitely play. a power play on his part mm-hmm. to get that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to him. So. Shout out to the, shout out to the Raptors. Um, also, fuck Skip Bayless. Skip, <laughs> Skip Bayless. I'm sorry. Um, Skip Baseless, as some people call him. Baseless. I fucking hate Skip Bayless. I think he's racist, honestly. Um, Skip Bayless. Um, for most of you who know, he used to be on First Take. Now he's on. Um, I think he's Undisputed with him and Shannon Sharp on Fox Sports and some shit like that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I hate Skip Bayless because first of all, Skip Bayless was a he was a fairly decent um sports reporter for a long time. Um, but most people didn't know who the fuck he was unless he was a sports reporter or athlete. He didn't get popular to the masses until like 03, 04. He literally came into the league, I mean, came on to get on TV around the same time LeBron came into the league and he got on TV basically dissing LeBron and basically discrediting LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's literally spent his entire career on TV bashing LeBron James. For what though? That's my thing. I feel like he just can't stand to hate. He can't. He can't stand to see a, a successful black man who doesn't hold back or bite his tongue. He loves Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan didn't say shit. Michael Jordan didn't say any shit on social issues. Michael Jordan didn't say shit about racism, none of shit. LeBron don't keep his mouth shut, and I think that bothers Skip Bayless. He hates and he, he hates black players who don't do what he thinks they should do. Michael Jordan, for the most part, did what everybody wanted him to do. For the most part, except for when he retired. Um, <laughs> so whatever the case may be, so he's mad at Kawhi because of course Kawhi left San, made San, um, San Antonio have to trade him. But Kawhi even said, "Like, look, they thought I was lying about an injury, and I thought I knew I wasn't good, and I wanted to make sure I was good, and I was right. Nigga, I just won a championship by my fucking self, basically. Pretty much. So I was right, and y'all were wrong. But niggas was saying I was going to accuse me of, uh, like, but Skip Bayless is, and he's been such a bitch about it that he he don't even say Kawhi's name. He's referring to him as number two." In my mind, so I feel like that's because it's a number. First of all, I feel like it's slight. Because first of all, as a man, you gonna disrespect me by not even calling my fucking name. Also, I feel like by calling me number two, you also trying to call me shit. <sighs> I feel like there's some, there's some, there's, it's, some, it's a lot of ways. There's you some undertones on that shit. It's a lot. Yeah. You keep saying the shit. Number two, like that's fucked up. And I feel like as a man, disrespect me. I say by saying, not calling me my fucking name. That's wild. Bless you and your shit. But I feel like Skip Bayless is, is is lightweight racist. I'm sorry, I just do. Um, After that, you know, I kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't like that nigga, but whatever the case may be. Um, but last thing, so Dreamville dropped their new album. Revenge. We'll, we'll, we'll stop on music. Uh, Dreamville dropped a new album. The song I was playing earlier. 
uh, Down Bad was one of the songs off the album. Um, I've only listened to about half of it so far. Um, they also accompanied, it was a, a documentary, it's on YouTube, it's about 30 minutes, and it just documents the whole process. They had like 10 days in between, like stuff going on. People was about to go on tour, shit like that. So they said, look, let's lock in for 10 days and call people out. Like, hey, come in, come in the studio, walk with us, and if you fuck with you, whatever. I, I, miss, I miss that kind of energy. They, and that shit is, it was bananas, just the energy that was in the studio. People can, like competing for real estate and opportunities and shit like that all the producers and stuff that people came out and shit they had 142 songs come out these fucking sessions and only 18 made the album so that means there's a, a whole bunch this, of other this, fucking music that they gonna have to gonna put on other various albums and shit they probably gonna use later on it, it has to be but that's a fucking lot of music um, for that 10 day period for all those songs to come out of it but just that energy in the room and it, that, a lot of the guys when you watch the documentary they spoke to that shit like I've never been a part of anything like this it's crazy because in this in this current climate it's easy for artists to just kind of send shit to each other so it was very you don't get that same energy of being in the studio with each other and, and vibing off each other and that same just kind of that energy you get off of just like watching so and so go in the um, booth and kill that shit you're like oh shit and it that, goes it goes to show it goes to show you the work ethic that uh, that everybody has, you know, in these ten days. That just goes to show you the work ethic was just phenomenal. Just to keep pumping them out like this, right? It was epic because they didn't go to sleep, niggas. Didn't right, sleep. team no sleep. Those niggas didn't sleep. Bro. Team no sleep. Um, but that shit, the epic, the album came so far. What I've heard has been dope. Um, yeah, that down know, bad is J- just, that down bad. JID is, is definitely a standout. Ooh. JID is a dope. He's dope. Um, he's definitely a standout on the pro- on the album. J Cole, he does his thing too. Boss, of course, is dope. Um, uh, the Lambo truck song with uh, Kaz and uh, Reason is dope. But it's, so far, the songs I've heard have been dope. I'm still listening to it. Um, um, and I'll you know whatever. But it's so far so good. It's a couple other albums I gotta listen to. Uh, Jaden Smith dropped a new album on Friday. Um, on Friday, I gotta I gotta check out. Um, uh, kind of Westside Gun dropped a new album. I gotta listen to that. And uh, it's like God is an awesome guy. So. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of music that came out in the summertime. So uh, this is this is truly been the summer of music. It's a, it's a lot of like it's been it was slow earlier. It's slow in the springtime, like uh, late fall. It was um, I'm sorry, late winter. It was really slow. It was, for music it was so yeah, it, it was more like a and trickle. It started it started picking up over the last couple months or whatever. But I'm glad to see it. Like um, Goldlink's album is dope. If you if you uh, like, it's a perfect summer album. Yeah, all the summertime yeah. vibes and shit. Like if you riding in your car, like windows <laughs> down, just. Like every like that's the perfect summertime album. Like, um, if you just want to like listen to some dope music, all like the party vibe and shit is really dope on the album. So, yeah, it's it's for you, right? So, um, but yeah, a lot of dope music. You definitely want to check it out. Um, I didn't know how long this podcast is gonna go, but I figured we hadn't recorded in a minute, so I think it was gonna um go just, a little longer. Just let it go. I uh, know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm done with ideas. Unless you want to talk about something else, I'm good. Um, nothing really comes to mind, yeah. but uh, you know, <laughs> um, instead of plugging like I usually do, uh, I don't know. Nigga, what? Spit it out. I really don't know what else to say. Oh, what do you got shit to talk about? So with that being said, Man, I got I got nothing to talk about. All right, so with that being said, um, I might just talk about 
Um, I think we talked long enough. Um, I guess, we, I guess we talked y'all to death. Um, we were trying to be more consistent with these shits. Um, we're trying to yeah, figure it out. This, this, um, yeah. because you know, I let's, don't want to touch on that a little bit. Where, where the hell have we been? <laughs> well, um, well, no, we ain't been nowhere. We've been around. I mean, I we've we been talk, around, talk about, but I'm talking, I'm talking about, about everything I was doing. So it is, it is what it is. I'm talking about you know for the for the podcast. Bro. No, I mean that's the reason. It's yeah. the same shit I'm talking about. Like yeah. we and you, you know, shit, niggas been busy. You know, trying to arrange schedules and shit. It's just not always easy. Everybody got shit going on. True. Whatever the case may be, we gonna figure it out. True. Um, but whatever the case may be, look, I'm done. Um, I ain't got shit to talk about. Um, like I said, we're gonna try to make this shit more consistent for y'all. Hopefully, y'all keep rocking with us. Um, we're trying to get this shit good. Uh, you know, to a, um to a good you know to a good consistency. We're trying to get this shit we love rocking all for y'all. We love um, all trying, y'all. I'm trying to get some guests on here um so we can talk shoot the shit with a few people that i think are dope um with that being said oh um i am gonna do one plug uh shouts to the 2 a.m podcast who just had their their 100th episode squad gang gang you know what's up squad um so support them, KC and Hendrix. They um they've been doing this thing um for a hundred episodes. Almost, yeah, almost two years, a little two years now. So being being awkward millennials, two awkward millennials. Um, you check it out. Two AM pod, the Two AM podcast on all your social media. Um, podcast is dope. Um, and you you know they both been on uh, on my podcast a couple uh, a couple times. So you know check out the podcast again. Um, and we'll we'll be back. We'll be back soon. Um, Maybe sooner than you think. Right. So with that being said, I am Will K. The King with the homie C. Wade. You know it. And we are signing off, you bitch-ass motherfucker.